Welcome to Integrate All, the show that helps you make smarter decisions about technology for smarter living. As with every week, we're talking with the integrator. And today we're going to talk about AI automation. So when I think of AI automation, I think of the technologies or anything that is not human or maybe animal intelligence. Integrator, tell me, what is your take on AI automation? AI automation, or we call it AI artificial intelligence. And what artificial intelligence is based off of is a bunch of algorithms, which algorithms are instead of instructions that computer uses in order to learn certain things. Think of algorithms as a parent is teaching a kid how to learn things growing up. And uh, the way that algorithms are working, whenever you do on social media, they have, if you watch a certain video, so uh, social media is in Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, things just like that. Those have algorithms that are built into it. So in essence, that's a form of artificial intelligence to kind of see what you want to watch after that. So to compare it to the parent-child relationship, and I love that integrator of the way you've explained it, because I know when I watch my parents, I can think of watching my daddy and he's showing me, he doesn't realize it, but he's welding or he's building something or he's, um, my mom is putting the dishes away. I see them do it. And I start to mimic the way they do it. Absolutely. Even today, my mom says, you sound just like me when you said that. So, <laughs> um, so you're saying this AI automation is mimicking behaviors or predicting, perhaps, behaviors? Absolutely. So it has a set of instructions that it, it is that the program has given it. And with those programs that the, I mean, with those instructions that are given, what happens is the machine, they take those tasks and then they start doing those particular tasks. So if a question is asked, for example, like um, Alexa, Alexa, what is the weather going to be like? Well, Alexa has a set of commands that she can actually go out and ping certain types of websites in order to get, or, or maybe I shouldn't say websites, but back office type of equipment in order to get their information and then relay it back over to you. Okay. And I see that some of that could be helpful, though. Yes. Because yes, I want absolutely. the information, and I like the convenience of not having to search for all these things that I want. That's very true, and it's very helpful in many ways. Uh, with artificial intelligence, you can look at it for, like, doctors having like a rare disease and not a doctor having a rare disease but a patient has a rare disease and a doctor before would have to contact other doctors in order to see what that information was. With AI now that you can actually put the, the information into a database, a doctor database and it can actually have these if and, what we call if and statements if, it, if, the, if the symptoms are these, do this, if the symptoms is this, do this. And when you have things as the artificial intelligence like that, it'll make the healing process or the diagnosis a lot quicker. Right, because the doctor doesn't have to think through all the various scenarios on a whim. Right. It automatically has predefined actions to take if something, if, if this, then that. Yes. And I find that with things that 
um, I've automated even in my home. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I turn on the light, then my smart device is going <laughs> to say, "Well, good morning." Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So that's a form of that's a form of artificial intelligence. That's using algorithms in a simple form. Okay. Now, again, I I, I see this as great and really beneficial, but. Knowing you, integrator, I have a feeling that you're going to tell me some things that about this that might not be so helpful. Well, anything that you're going to, um, anything that makes your life a lot easier, it may have some drawbacks on it. And some of the drawbacks could be you may be providing a lot more information than you're willing to give knowingly uh, when you participate in these type of uh, activities. So you kind of weigh the odds. It's like um, I personally, I'm not a social media type person, uh, but some people, they get on social media and they find a lot of things that they like to uh, dabble in or, or play games with. And with those, whenever you start getting into things that's like that, that's when artificial intelligence starts to come in and you it starts to feed you more of the type of videos that you want to see and type of the games that you want to play. So it also can be um, a problem because bad actors are out there and once they start to see your, your process and what you want to look at and what you want to play, it would have little links out there for you to click on in order to make your life a little hectic. Wow. So I imagine, I imagine that with some of these technologies, it can almost validate my opinions or validate or reinforce things I like to do. For example, as you know, I love gadgets. I absolutely (laughs) love anything that plugs in USB batteries, whatever. I love it. And so I start looking for cases for my tablet Mm -hmm. and then it keeps suggesting more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And all that does for me, sadly, is feed my behavior. (laughs) It keeps reminding me of something else I need. Now I need another lens for my phone or I need Mm -hmm. another stand. You know, it just keeps reminding me of other things. And so it continues to build on what it thinks I like already based on prior searches. Absolutely. And pick on Amazon just a little bit. So some people, they can go out to Amazon. They'll find one particular item. Uh, For me, I look for drills and I look for certain things off of Amazon. I don't get any electronics off of Amazon. Um, I look for drills and then I would have, well, if you buy this drill, then here's, here's the other pieces that goes along with this drill. So that's a bit of artificial intelligence also. So it gives you the matches of certain particular products that are used together with those pr- equipment. Okay, so it's encouraging me to spend up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is an upsell. Sometimes it is an upsell on there. Okay, so I think we've talked a little bit about the benefits of AI. Are there others that maybe you want to share with us? Sure, sure, absolutely. So a lot of people don't realize that they're using AI daily. Um, whenever you go to, whenever you make a phone call and it asks you to press a button for this, press a button for sales, press a button for support or whatever, that is a form of AI also. Whenever you start using um, Alexa, Google, and your other type of platforms that have that that feel to it, that's a form of AI. And uh, with with AI, again, it makes your life a lot easier. However, some of the things that, uh, that are out there 
what is the behind the scene that are, is it someone that's behind the scene looking at that information and trying to get your voice or things just like that? So those are things that you really have to be concerned about. Wow. So you mean because I'm speaking into the smart device, it's recording my voice and potentially there's a file of all sorts of things that I've asked for, that I've commanded it to do, that I've asked it about? Yes. And so they can actually, not they, but if a bad actor is in one of your devices, he could actually get your voice and then reprogram your voice into other things to make it seem like that you have talked about certain objects or products and it wasn't you at all. They can actually do like text, voice to text recognition or vice versa, text to voice recognition and they can actually use your voice as the voiceover doing these uh, voiceovers. To log into some of my accounts perhaps to authorize things. Yes, absolutely. I had no idea until my mom was using uh, voice to for the password. I didn't know that that me being in technology business, I didn't know that was there for her to do such a thing. And then when it, I heard it, and I was like, Mom, you can't really do that. Don't do that anymore. That is a, that's a no-no. Yeah. And so because of that, she was like, well, I didn't think that it was anything. It, long story short is you she didn't want to. shut that yes, down. Yes. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, I, I caution people to anytime that you're using your voice to activate certain things, take precaution that if you have bad actors on your device, they can actually use that information, your voice, and take it somewhere else and make it seem that that you said something which you really didn't. Okay, I'm getting really nervous with this integrator. <laughs> um, so I, this is a really good topic because I think with AI automation, we see it as convenience. Mm-hmm. I can imagine maybe for my mom, your mom, being able to speak something. Mm-hmm. One example is um, creating a recipe. Yes. So you're in your hands are all in the dough and you're making Christmas cookies, you're making uh, Easter treats and you don't want to go to your smartphone to tap in to find that recipe or you don't want to go to the recipe book and open it up or the you know and try to find what you're looking for. So you simply say to your smart device, you know, show me a recipe for this or that. Or maybe you have an account with one of the cooking apps mm-hmm. and you're going to authorize it to open. So instead of typing in your own password, <laughs> you're going to simply say it. Ooh, yes. Very good point on there. And um, you would never want to say your password. Yeah. So you would want to have uh, your voice activation to where it would actually automatically um, activate when your phone is unlocked. Okay. So you never want to say my password is blah, 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 or yeah. use my voice as a password in order to get into your lock device. Now, I'll tell you another a good, re- a good way of using voice recognition or voice over uh, for people that's paraplegic, yeah. and then they can't do any certain things, but they can at least talk. So they can have things turn on. They can have uh, robotics come out and bring them certain things. That's a form of uh, AI also. That's a benefit, right? Accessibility, yes. because yes. I, I have a number of friends who are unable to do, to say type with mm-hmm. their hands. Right. But that voice recognition is 
just gold for them because Absolutely. that's given them a great opportunity to be able to interact with technologies and connect with others that they wouldn't. Zoom, as an example. Absolutely. Uh, one of my friends is using voice for activating Zoom, mm-hmm. and she's doing several calls a day. She's actually doing a podcast all through voice activation. Yes. And again, voice is a very, very good thing to have. It's just the fact that whenever you have a closed network where a closed network for this conversation, you have a start and you just have an end. And so whenever you have uh, a closed network to where if a customer or user is using a particular device and it's on a particular network, uh, we'll, we'll call it the hospital. So if they're using a hospital, that goes through HIPAA um, regulations in order for the data to be safe. So if you want to learn more about how hospitals and doctors have to keep their data safe, look at the HIPAA laws, and then that would give you a better understanding on what you need to do as an individual to keep your data safe and what kind of equipment that you need to have. Okay. That's helpful, too. Yeah, so this is machine learning, right? This is where a machine is picking up on our patterns and behaviors. We're basically telling it what we want it to do. And then that information or the the processes, as you say, the algorithm has been automated. That is correct. So some of those uses of that would be a Nest thermostat. It knows when you come home, it turns on. If it's hot, it turns it to hot. I mean, to cold. If it's cold outside, it changes to heat. And um, it knows when you go to bed. So that's a form of um, algorithm that people really don't realize that they're using. But I like that. And, and I think it saves on my electric bill, it my does. heating and gas bills, perhaps. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a good thing. There's no risk, right, to my thermostat. <laughs> well, there is a risk that's in there. So, again, everything goes according to you have, may have bad actors that come in. And when I'm talking about bad actors, it's not necessarily the device itself that has the bad actor that's in it. It's the fact that <clears throat> if, the, if the device is not set up, correctly off in your home if it's not on a separate network and a nest thermostat is what we call an internet of things and an internet of things anything that you can control remotely from your smart device or it actually picks up whenever you're coming home by your GPS system, which is also forms of algorithms and AI. Oh, yeah, because it knows what I've listed as home and what I've listed as work and frequent yes. places that Absolutely. I so now if you just take that information, if someone was to steal your car and they have your address that's in there, they can do the same thing. The automation goes to that whole process. It doesn't know that if it's actually you or not. Oh, good grief. Okay. <laughs> so then my car <laughs> just heads on to my house and... The garage door opener is already in there. Yes. Yep, and yes. they're in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So those are things that really people need to take precaution. And the whole thing about this is to allow people to understand that even though the, the technology is out there, is to make them aware that if you're not taking, if you're just using it uh, uh, loosely, then you are setting yourself up for a disaster in the future. Okay. So I know that our intent with this show is to explore a tech topic and hear from you about how we can make smarter decisions about technology. So AI automation, give us some tips. What are the types of things, Integrator, that you think we need to do to help um, overcome some of these things that could harm us? 
Well, with um, in a previous show, we talked about having your network sub uh, subdivided into basically little small networks. So if you're gonna, we'll call it um, AI for this for this topic. So we'll we'll call AI instead of IoT, Internet of Things, we'll call it AI, artificial intelligence. So if you have a router that's capable of of allowing you to subdivide it into a separate network, that's the network that you want to use because whenever you start to use your what we call a flat network and a bad actor comes in through one of your weakest devices, which, again, the Nest thermostat is not a weak device, but a, a, a bad actor can come in through the Nest thermostat and have access to the rest of your network. Oh, because I have granted access to the Nest thermostat on my network. It's connected to the Internet. Correct. And maybe I've gone in and I've programmed the t- average time that I go to sleep yes. and the average temperature that I like and different mm-hmm. different things that I've authorized it to do. Absolutely. So what a bad actor can do is they can actually, there's a place... There's a place that they can go and see everything that's connected on the Internet, rather if it's yours or someone else's. Okay. And so they actually can tell if you're at home or not by the thermostat. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay, so you're saying, in, in terms of a tip, the network is critical in this. Absolutely. A secure network. And what type of network again? I call it subnets. Subnets, Yes, okay. and subnets would be more or less like um, having your different computers on different addresses. So if you wanted to cook in one house, if you wanted to bake in one house, you wanted to um, make ice cream in another house, those would be equivalent to subnets. Okay, so that everything isn't going to one net. That's correct. And it maybe reduces my vulnerability with one place. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I think I've seen this before in corporations where there's a huge mesh of systems Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't want one system to go down and it wipe out the entire company. Absolutely. So you have multiple, I guess, subnets, as yes. you say, yes. so that we're able to make sure that we don't lose all of our data, we don't lose all of the stuff we've created in Absolutely. one fell swoop. That is correct. So okay. subnets, networks, uh, subdivided networks, all of those things actually prevent a lot of um, catastrophic uh, Damages if it's yeah. not subdivided. Okay, so a subdivided network. Now, is this something that the team at Integrate All could help with? Is Absolutely. creating that smart network? Absolutely, Absolutely. This is this is um, anytime that we put networks in, you know, from infrastructure networks, that's just a gimme. That's almost kind of like putting your car in drive and then driving on, putting it in drive, putting it in reverse, whichever way you need to go. That is imperative to have that network set up okay. like that. The whole infrastructure. So that's one great tip is the security of our network. And really, that's the foundation of what we need to do Mm -hmm. before we start any building onto our home systems or business systems is having that secure network. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, and to go a little bit further on that side of it. Whenever the ISP, the Internet Service Provider, anytime that they provide a router to you or a modem, it has no security in there, so 
some of them, some of the ISPs, they recommend that you get a third-party router. And uh, usually when someone gets a third-party router, it has so many different screens on it that they don't know how to properly set it up. And that's when you would need a person that specializes in cyber, in the cyber world, or a high-end IT person that can actually configure the router that actually would help you maintain a safe network. Okay. So we have, for example, there's Spectrum, there's Frontier, there's Cox Communication, Verizon, Fios. There's all these different companies. And the first thing they do is say, hey, we provide you with a router and this is convenience. Here's the modem. Here's a router that we recommend. And here's even the password. It's written on the back. Yes. Let's go ahead and use this. (laughs) And most people think, okay, this is really convenient and helpful. Mm -hmm. Why don't I just go with what you've given me? Yes. And that's what probably 90% of the people do. And that's probably why it's going to be a big issue when everybody's going to collaborate with all of their devices connected on the Internet. So what I mean by that is if you're using Nest Thermostat and then your neighbor down the street is using Nest Thermostat, and let's just call it a neighborhood of 10 people, and everyone have the same ISP company, and everyone is using that same flat network that I'm talking about. Well, let's say, for example, your house may have five computers in it. The house down the street may have eight, and one down the street may have three. Well, what can happen is they can use all of those machines in that particular neighborhood as botnets and then make an attack on someone else's computer system. So they take all of these computers and consolidate them into one big, almost like a semi-supercomputer to where it can make an attack on someone else's what? Information. In a neighborhood. Yes. Using a thermostat or maybe using a smart device or anything that that maybe a few of us have the same device. And are you saying they can combine forces? They can combine forces. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying that the device itself is the problem. I'm yeah. just saying that the way they can come in is through those devices. Yeah. And so when they can come in through those devices, then they have access to the rest of your network, which it makes an army of computers that can actually make attacks on everything else. So I have to ask you about something that was in the news this summer, and it was that there was a smart device in a child's room, and all of a sudden the device started talking to the kid. Oh, yes, yes. I don't know if it was a baby monitor or if it was a, you know, a a, a, a smart system, what it was. But it was all over the news at the time that the device was talking to the kid and saying, hey, you know. That's a very good point. And um, that was actually Ring, and it happened two years ago. Okay. So the attacker, he came in through uh, the Ring the ring doorbell yeah it wasn't a doorbell the ring has different cameras that they have okay and and this particular household had a ring in the little child's room and if you just think about this you know that camera's been up there and a bad actor came in who knows what what he saw with this little kid and whatnot so those are imperative for people to realize um at the time ring had at the at one particular time ring did have a back door in it and a back door means that it's not it's not secure on one particular side and what they have done is uh, they have changed the security on it to where it forces you to change the password that they originally give you because what happens is when people use the passwords to your point on the uh, on the router that they give you those passwords are 
out on the internet, what we call the dark web. Oh, goodness. So I always recommend that whatever you have, never use the default password that they give you. Always change your passwords. Okay. So that's our second big tip. Yes. One is is on the subnet <laughs> and getting um, a third-party router or yes. modem. Mm-hmm. And then the other is never use the system-provided password. Absolutely. The admin password, those yes. things that mm-hmm. are so easy to remember mm-hmm. or it's written on the back. Right. <laughs> yeah, I remember there's a, <laughs> an episode of a show I used to love, and they were like, well, I, I've taken your um, your debit card. And they're like, yeah, well, you'll never find my password. They're like, yeah, I will. It's written right here on the back of the card. <laughs> so we just have to That's be what, smart. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. <laughs> you have to be smart. Okay. What else do you want to share with us, Integrator? This is helpful. I, I tell you, these conversations are making me really nervous. And I'm thinking through my parents' systems, my mm-hmm. friends' systems, my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the things I want to leave with you would be more or less like um, whenever you – here's one. If you ever have a guest that comes over and they're, and the guests don't have them get onto your primary network or don't have them get onto, again, what I call the flat network, have a separate network. And the reason I say that is because – if you have a guest that comes over and that guest device is infected, that guest device can also infect your network. Oh, so I need a guest login or a guest um, subnet rather than them going into the main admin area. Well, or? if we if we look at it, if we look at it as saying like uh, we'll call it for business and we're, for the sake of this conversation, we'll call it one for business and one for guests. Okay. And so the guest network set up properly is not going to interfere with the business or the primary network at all if it's set up correctly. So if the guest comes in and his device is infected, it's only going to be infected on that guest network. And the guest network usually don't have any kind of pertinent information other than being on the Internet. Right. I notice, for example, on computers it'll say, do you want to make this device discoverable by others on the network? Yes. And what that means is if it's discoverable from other people, then they can actually find your device, have a little clickbait, and and infiltrate your network with what they have on their phone or their mobile device. Okay. Or someone's come over, someone maybe maintenance worker, mm-hmm. and they've gotten on the network, and then they're able to see my computer and everything in there, potentially. Yes. yes. Uh, accidentally, too. So some of the, and that's what a lot of people don't really realize is whenever someone comes over to do service on your computer, it's almost like giving, uh, your net, yeah, your network, it's almost giving them the key to your house. Hmm. And then it's like, wow. And to make a copy of it. Yes, 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 absolutely. So that's why it's imperative in order to have your network subdivided for your guest that comes over. And then we'll go back to the business and then the IoT, Internet of Things. And then uh, I like to also call it streaming. So a lot of people starting to stream a lot of media and audio. So when you have these networks set up similar to that, it actually um, it actually takes a lot of the traffic off of your network and makes your network run a lot smoother. 
Which I do a lot of streaming. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodness. All right. Lots of nerves in this episode. What else do you want to share with this integrator? I am, you know, I'm, I'm thinking through, I'm trying to think of friends and family that need this information. This is good stuff. Well, I'll tell you something else is people don't realize that artificial intelligence. So the cars that are out there, well, Tesla, Tesla in particular. Tesla is actually a self-driving car. So Tesla is actually a technology company that made a, I call it a remote control car. And so Tesla is doing everything in their power in order to make their network safe, in order for people to be able to um, use, use their car and not have to worry about bad actors trying to get in, stop their brakes, or have their car do certain things. So do a lot of research on 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 Tesla um, FSD f- um, fully self driving. That is a really good thing that they're coming out with. Okay, so you like this? Oh yes, I do like that. Great. Everybody, did you hear that? That's one thing the integrator (laughs) approves of. And if we're going to invest in a vehicle in the coming months, he recommends Tesla. Okay. Yes. That's good to know. All right. Before we close, anything else to add on AI automation? Um, I would say that just be aware. This is not to scare you. It's just to make you aware that things can happen whenever you're using your Facebook, whenever you're using a social media, YouTube, and things just like that. So just just be cautious or be mindful that the information is out there. It's out there for whoever wants to see it, and it's out there for whoever wants to pull it. Um, what I would highly recommend you do is do a... Let's do a dark web check. And what a dark web check is, whatever email that you use, well, you probably wouldn't be able to do it, but you would have to go through someone that's like myself or or a cybersecurity person or someone that does like, um, um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Lock, what is it called? Uh, whenever they, whenever they, uh, uh, can you stop? Pause? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay, I'm going to make a lock. note for That's myself that we'll pause right here and then start again with that tip. Yes, life lock. That's it. That's okay. what I was trying to say. Okay, so, so go back and finish that. Okay, lock. so whenever someone. Whenever someone is on the dark web, you want to have your email checked. And LifeLock is one of the, it's not that particular brand, but something that's similar to that. What they can do is uh, they can do a dark web scan and they for the email that you use. If they can't do it, then we have a more of an uh, in-depth um, scan. And what that will do is it will tell that uh, it'll see if your social security number is out there, your bank account information, your credit cards, all that information. So that's imperative in order to keep your data safe and uh, keep you um, with smooth sailing. And especially around Christmas time and the holidays that comes up, that is a really big for attackers to come in and do a lot of stuff like that. And you have no idea that they're in there. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So we have more homework to do. (laughs) And we'll be sure to follow up on that, too. Mm -hmm. Right? And then, everyone, you want to be sure to check out the show notes because we're going to have some additional tips available for you. This is a valuable resource in talking with the integrator each week. 
We appreciate this. This is good information <laughs> on AI automation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> this has been Integrate All, the show that helps you make smarter decisions about technology for smarter living. Listen to this podcast and others on topics like hardware, IT, and smart technology on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcast. This is Taylor Cole Longacre. We're on a roll, and we'll catch you next time. From TV with TLC.